Joining me now on Dirt Tracker Conversations, Brandon Shepard, uh, late model driver, uh, past World of Outlaws champion. And, and Brandon, I guess we'll might as well just jump right in here to uh, to most recent events. Uh, your big win at the Gateway Dirt Nationals inside the Dome. Uh, watching that track, you know, uh, on Flow Racing and, and for somebody who's never been there like myself, uh, is there anywhere in the country that can simulate what that place is like? Is anywhere kind of similar? Or, <laughs> what is that place like to race uh, for, for a guy like you? Uh, it's definitely wild, man. It's, uh, there's nothing really like it out there for sure. It's super small and tight quarters. Um, kind of like some of the local tracks around home here, but it's even smaller yet. So, and, uh, it's always got a tendency to get really rough. And, um, you know, when it's not rough, it's kind of one lane and not that great of racing. So, um, <clears throat> you know, just overall track gets a little bit rough gets racy um you know the cody and the guys there did a phenomenal job with the track this year not just because we won i mean obviously that helped but um <clears throat> overall the track was just produced pretty good racing all weekend except for the first day and it was smooth and slick the first day so it's kind of tricky to pass it needs a little character but uh like i said it's not really like anything else that we do um but the end of the day we don't have anything else going on in december so um it's a lot of fun to go do and the fans are uh you know into it really good and uh that makes it fun too just having that interaction be able to interact with the fans like that um obviously there's a ton of them there so that's really cool also and um really brings downtown st louis to life for a bunch of old dirt trackers uh you got down. You know, it, it seemed like the start of the race, you were kind of able to get away and 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 lead and and you know kind of control the, the the show. But late in the going, with with Ricky Thorne Jr. kind of tracking you down, did you know he was as close as he was? He obviously kind of took a shot at you there on the last lap. But were your guys kind of letting you know that he was kind of you know coming and 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 was going to be close there? Uh, no, there's <clears throat> you know you're so far away from the grandstands. There's no way for to get signals or anything. You can see the big screen a little bit, but. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you don't you don't really have that much time to look up there. You know, by the time you come out of one corner, you're already going in the next one. So it's uh, it's cool in that aspect of it. You know, you eliminate the signals. And um, so, no, I didn't really know he was there until um, that last lap there. I was just trying to make sure I hit my marks and, uh, you know, just try to not make mistakes in lap traffic and make sure I choose the right lane uh while i'm going through lap cars just to to uh you know make sure that i didn't give him an opportunity or anybody who was behind me an opportunity to jump in there and and slide me uh we know you've been testing a lot you, you basically left gateway went straight to golden isles uh you were at millbridge uh before before gateway actually i was there hanging out as well was there anything that you were able to learn from millbridge that you could then kind of apply to the dome um you know we just got a good balance on our race car and at Millbridge, we did uh, for a short track. You know, we don't, like I said, we don't get an opportunity to run anything that small very often. So Millbridge just kind of let us uh, get an idea of a direction we wanted to go on the car. And uh, to be honest, once we left Millbridge, we kind of went into the dome with a game plan and stuck to it. And we didn't have to change a lot all weekend. So um, it was nice to be able to go and, and, uh, you know, kind of get a game plan, even though the track was a lot different and everything is still, um, I think it worked out in our favor for sure. And, and then Golden Isles, did you even get a chance to really celebrate after the dome? I mean, with, with kind of having to be there so quickly, were you guys like, all right, drink a beer and then, all right, we got to get in the truck and head there. 
Yeah, pretty much, man. We, uh, I didn't even drink a beer after the race, honestly. We loaded everything up, and then we had to load up all of our apparel stuff, and then uh, got on the road, went home, and then uh, the guys uh, got in the truck and headed towards Charlotte. And I flew to Charlotte the next day, and we hopped in the truck again and loaded the other cars up, hopped in the truck again, and went went on down to Gold Miles. And, and uh, really, that was our... It was a good test, but it was kind of a shakedown for the two new cars just to make sure that everything was good. And then we plan on doing a bunch more testing when we go down for for uh, Speed Weeks and, and Gold Niles. And, and uh, the, I think we're going to go out to the last weekend in New Mexico. So excited about that <clears throat> and uh, just excited about this next season to come, man. We're, we're pumped up. we got a lot of th- good things going. Are you done now until you, till you go to Vado? Like, are you going to just get to kind of hang out at home here for a couple weeks? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We're, uh, we're, we got Christmas obviously in a few days here and then we got a little family vacation that we're doing, um, with, um, me and my, my parents and then, uh, my wife's parents, we're all going down to, um, on a little vacation. And then, uh, after that we come back and I go, I'll go straight to Charlotte when I get back and then, uh, start doing a little bit of testing. And, uh, you know, then obviously fly from Florida out to New Mexico and, and have our first races out there, then fly back and get back to the Speed Week stuff. Uh, by the time people hear this, uh, the, the news will already be out that you are going uh, full time again with the World of Outlaws next season. Uh, talk about the decision. What, you know, why did you guys go that direction? You know, like, I, I think I was told that this might be the first time ever that the Longhorn House car is, is going outlaw racing. But why that direction and, and maybe not Lucas? Um, you know, we all just kind of decided that, um, having a little bit less races on our schedule was, was, uh, an advantage to us just so that we could stay fresh more and, uh, be able to regroup whenever we needed to and test when we needed to. And, uh, you know, obviously we're still going to run like over half of the Lucas races anyway. Um, so, you know, I think, um, the Outlaws is just right for us right now. You know, obviously, I've been with Outlaws for a long time. Uh, besides, uh, the year before last, I ran Lucas. And, you know, I like Lucas. I like both series. They're both really good series. They got a lot of good things going for both of them. But, like I said, I think the uh, the schedule and, um, you know, some of the World of Outlaws uh, marketing plans and stuff kind of fit our fit what our goals are a little bit more at, at this point in time. So. Um, we're excited about that, you know, and, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been committed to a series going into Florida too. So that's, uh, that's a little bit different for me. We, you know, in the past, we kind of, except for when I drove for Mark, we kind of, um, just won it through speed weeks and wherever we come out the best and wherever we, wherever we think we need to be, that's what we go with. So, uh, definitely kind of exciting for me to, to have a plan and, um, you know, obviously, uh, we want to win that championship. You know, we, um, I've won it four times and it's really awesome. But to do it, uh, in this new program with this new team, it's, uh, that'd be a, a great feat for us. Uh, you, you mentioned the number of races in there. It's funny you talk about that because this week on my show, I, I talked about how much more the late model guys seem to be racing than the sprint car guys. Uh, you know, Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to be over 130 races this year. You were well over 100 races as well. Is that stuff you guys think about? Do you, would you like to race less? Do you care? Are you just trying to race as much as you can? Like, how do, how do you approach that? Um, you know, we kind of, at the beginning of the year, we kind of set a, 
a goal that's probably higher than what we're actually going to race at the end of the day because of rainouts and and uh, maybe we need a weekend to regroup or whatever the case may be. So, uh, you know, really it's just kind of we know for a fact that we're going to run all the outlaw races. And besides that, as long as we're running good, we're going to race all that we can. So um, it's not – I like to run as many races as I can, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you kind of wear your team down and you wear your people down uh, being on the road so much. So um, it's nice to – be able to have a weekend off here and there, although there's not very many. Um, no matter what kind of schedule you you decide to run, if you're going to do it professionally, you gotta stay sharp. And the only way to do that is to to go race. So um, you know, you take a weekend off. That's that's usually okay. But you take two or three weekends off, then you're you find yourself falling behind. So um, for us, and you know, for my family, we've me and my career have always from from the time I started I've always ran as many races as I can through throughout the year and um <clears throat> you know the point that we're at in Dirtley Model Racing right now there's a lot of good money races out there and it makes it hard to take weekends off so um you know when you're leaving the house and going to a you know a 15 20 25 30,000 to win or more race it's makes it a lot easier to leave the house to go to ones like that especially when you you know you got a chance at it uh, I, I feel like the the story of of you leaving the Rocket House car to then go start your own thing was probably one of the bigger Dirtland model stories we've had in in the last couple of years. Uh, walk me through the decision to 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 do that, right? Like you know, you're in what is one of the best seats in the sport, and and you're going to go kind of jump back into the unknown and run your own deal and and try to do some of the things you've done. Uh, but why did you think it was the time to do that, and and how did that decision go? Um, and man, it was a really tough decision, honestly. Uh, Mark and and Steve and all the guys at Rocket were really good to me for a lot of years, and and uh, we had a lot of success together. So it was uh, definitely one of the toughest decisions that I ever had to make, just because of the unknowns. You know, you didn't know. Um, you know, I knew at the time that I made the announcement to come home, I knew that I was coming home to race the family-owned operation with Rocket cars and Integra shocks and and Ford Motors and you know <clears throat> not long after we made that announcement just uh things started falling into place to go a different direction with pretty much everything so um that made it really hard on me uh just because of, you know having to learn all the new stuff with the new cars and shocks and motors and and uh you know just managing the crew and everything that comes along with running your own team and <clears throat> you know very fortunate uh, for me and my dad and my grandpa to have uh, Scott Riggs and Jason and Tara and Jack and the whole Riggs family come on board with us. Uh, that really helped us out a bunch and, and uh, you know, the the whole operation. And uh, <clears throat> But, you know, at the end of the day, to come home and, and uh, have my family be more involved, and uh, whether it be my dad and my grandpa or my wife and kids and, and uh, you know, I, a lot of family and friends that come around and help me at the shop that that love being involved also uh that played a big role into it um you know being home being able to spend more time with the kids and stuff was a big part of it too um you know obviously i'm still on the road uh, there was i had people ask me you know a hundred times over last off season if i was you know oh well now i'm assuming you're not going to run a tour and i'm assuming you're going to scale back and 
no, that was never the plan. I'm not retiring. I'm, you know, I've still got a lot of things I want to accomplish and, um, a lot of goals that I want to meet. So, um, it was just about getting back home and having my family being more involved. And then, you know, obviously people say, oh, well, you know, that's what you wanted to do, but that's nowhere near where you're at. Well, you know, people don't realize that I'm home right now. You know, I'm, I get to fly back and forth now, um, to Charlotte whenever they need me, um, or whenever we're going to test and we've got all the right people in place to where I can, um, not necessarily scale back, but I can, you know, do what I need to do and spend time with the kids and stuff and still be, you know, a hundred percent whenever it's time to go race. So, um, a lot of factors, you know, it was, like I said, it was a very difficult decision because obviously the rocket house car is one of the best rides out there. But, um, <clears throat> just about the time you think, okay, I'm going to go back and race my family owned car. I get the next phone call with the next opportunity. Um, so, you know, very blessed in my career and thankful for all the people, uh, throughout my whole career that I've either driven for or, or, um, you know, just, uh, been involved with. So it's, I'm just, uh, very blessed and thankful in my career that I've had the opportunities that I've had. And, and this is another great one that I think we're going to, you know, have a good success with and, and, uh, definitely going to take advantage of it to the fullest extent. The transition from from Rocket to Longhorn, it seemed like it kind of took you a little bit to get your feet underneath you. Obviously, a ton of success here towards the end of the season. For those those of us that haven't driven a dirt late model, what is that learning curve like going from the Rocket House car to now? Okay, I'm I'm a Longhorn guy. I've got different engines. I've got different shocks. You know, what what are the things that you have to do to kind of get yourself to where you can be competitive again? Ah, uh, man, it was tough. Uh, you know, not only are the cars different, but uh, just the way that they go about everything and, and the, the way that they race and make changes throughout the night is a lot different. And obviously there's some things that you can apply from the rocket stuff to, um, to the longhorn stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's hard to explain really just because it's, there's the cars are so technical now and, uh, even what they were, you know, especially 10 years ago. Um, but the cars are so technical now and, um, you know, you get a program that you're used to and, uh, the way you go about changes throughout the night, whether it be a big track, small track, um, no matter what it is, you know, then you take and you change everything and, you know, the driver's feels different. Uh, the way the crew chief has to, you know, think about his changes are different. The changes that I want to make are different. And it, it took me a long time to, you know, we took all speed weeks in New Mexico last year. We came out pretty good at, at New Mexico and then we got down to speed weeks and, um, you know, we had some solid runs, but not what we wanted for sure. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I knew that it was going to take me a minute because, you know, my feel and everything is, is, where my confidence comes from. So until I can get that feel that I'm looking for, my confidence isn't going to 100% be there as many, you know, I can say it till I'm blue in the face that I'm as confident as I'm going to be. But when that feel comes and when I get that uh, program that I like and I'm confident in the changes that are being made, that's when the, the confidence is 100%. You can really start um, 
executing. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it took me till halfway through the year to where I was really confident in what I was doing. And, uh, you know, I knew every time I went out on the track about what I was going to be feeling. So, um, just to be able to take that and, and learn this year, um, you know, even though it wasn't the year that we wanted, obviously, uh, we had a lot of, we had seven wins that were, you know, all 20,000 or above. So I felt like our quality of wins were there, but the quantity wasn't there. But, uh, like I said, that'll all come with time. It's just a matter of me getting that confidence back and I'm pretty much there now. So I'm just super excited for what's to come. And, you know, obviously having good people like, you know, the Riggs family and my family and Kevin Rumley and Matt Langston and Steve Arpin and Paul Leach and John and the whole Longhorn family has, you know, taken me and like family and treated me very well and and uh that's exciting for me too just because they're you know all hands on deck making sure that i'm have everything i need and that i'm going to be successful when you're going through that transition from rocket to longhorn is it i need to change the car to feel what i want to feel or do it like or is it you have to change your driving style to fit the car or is it some combination of the two yeah it's a it's a combination for sure um you know i think i had my grandpa calling me three or four times throughout speed weeks saying, you know, you can't drive this thing like you drove your rocket and all that. So, um, you know, it was just, a, it was a whole learning experience for me and, um, just being able to, hi, <laughs> kids are crying, all that, you know, um, it was a whole learning experience for me just because of the, how much different the cars were. It made me have to change certain things in my driving style to um, counteract what I was feeling in the car. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of circumstances where, you know, in the rocket stuff, I was so used to them that, you know, I would only make one mistake if I was going to make a mistake because then I knew how to counteract what it was going to, what the car was going to do based off of what I was feeling. So, you know, this year was a whole year of, issues like that and just set up issues and and stuff that you know that I was still learning and that my crew was still learning and that everybody involved was um you know trying to help me figure out for myself but uh you know at the end of the day it's uh how do I say it it's uh it's satisfying for me to be able to say that I'm still learning in my career you know um whenever a guy gets to the point where he doesn't, he's not learning anymore, then I feel like you, you probably think, you know, too much and, and you're, (laughs) and you're, uh, you know, once you get to the point where you think, you know, everything, then you're going to fall behind because you're not, you're not advancing yourself. You're not advancing your cars. You're not, uh, you just get to the point where you're, you're stuck. And, um, I think that, really can get you behind in a hurry and definitely don't, you know, I try not to be hard headed as much as I can because all of us drivers are guilty of that. We'll get, um, you know, we'll get something that we like for a certain track and we'll go try to run it at the next track. And knowing that there's a good possibility it's not going to work, we still want to see it out and see if it works, you know, even though we know in the back of our mind that's not going to work or, you know, we, 
something that doesn't work at a track, we go to the next track and it may be the right thing to do there. But if you put it on your car, in the back of your mind, you're going to think, well, I know that doesn't work when really it's probably the right thing. So that's a, the learning curve has been the hardest part for me as a driver, especially. Um, I feel like I've, there's been nights that I've had a better car than where I finished. Um, especially in speed weeks there, we, by the time feature time came around, uh, during speed weeks last year, I felt like I had a car that could, that could race up front for sure. But, um, just that confidence and that, uh, feel that I was lacking early in the night put me behind. And that was, you know, that makes for a tough night competition. So there's so many talented drivers out there and everybody's got good equipment. Uh, it just makes it makes it difficult to get behind early in the night and you know <clears throat> back to gateway that was kind of what we had been missing in the past years um every year i go there i have a really fast car but for some reason i just can't get qualified and i and my prelim night just doesn't go my way so um this year we qualified decent and we won our heat race and we started up front in our prelim night and we were able to capitalize on that and then you know, everything just fell into place after that. Um, now that your team is, is the Longhorn house car, what are the differences for, for your team from just being the Shepard Riggs Racing B5 to now being, okay, now we're the Longhorn factory team. Well, you know, what, what are the differences week to week? And, you know, does it mean more testing? Does it mean new newer stuff, better stuff? Uh, you know, just explain to me the difference between the, those kind of two versions of your race team. Um, really, the equipment-wise, we're pretty similar to where we're at. Uh, we all the Riggs family and, and my family have always made sure that I've, my equipment's top notch, no matter, no matter what I'm doing. So, um, <clears throat> obviously we're, we have new cars, but they're, you know, they're similar to what we've been racing. And, uh, I think it's just the people, you know, uh, the biggest difference is having the Matt Langston and Steve Arpin and Kevin Rumley in our corner, even though we drove their cars, you know, just having them, having Kevin there with us and Matt there with us and, uh, you know, now Randall and, and I have a really good crew, uh, to start the year off, uh, Randall and my cousin Corey and, and, uh, you know, a few of the guys from Longhorn, Jeff and, um, uh, my buddy Marco is going to come with me for speed weeks and we just have, uh, everything's coming together in the right ways and, uh, we got all the people in the right places. So that's, uh, you know, starting off the year last year, that was one of the, struggles that we had at the beginning of the year was uh, we were unsure on crew we were really unsure on what direction we were going to go on motors whether it be ford or chevy um so we kind of had a mixed bag of that and uh, just a lot of little things we started off the year last year on integras and switched to bill um about halfway through speed weeks there and uh, once we switched to bill there halfway through speed weeks we really um started to be able to use some of the information that we were getting from Longhorn a lot better and uh, be able to use that to our advantage to, you know, with the changes throughout the night on the cars and whether they had some different shock stuff that we could use and, and uh, all that. So I think uh, to answer your question there, the, the people is the biggest difference at this point. Um, and then obviously we're going to have really good equipment and fresh equipment and, and, uh, Scott Riggs has got us uh, a good line of motors and, uh, you know, obviously with 
having Bill Steen on board with us this year. It's, uh, we got all the right things and the right tools to get the job done. Now we just got to go put them to use. It seems like normally when, when a guy gets a new crew chief, there's a, a period of time where, you know, it takes you a little bit to, you know, talk the same language and understand each other. But that doesn't seem to be the case with you and Randall. You guys won right away at Eldora with the Dirt Track World Championship and, you know, with Kevin Rumley there. And, and then you go to the Dome and win. Uh, what has that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, these first few months together, what's that been like with Randall and, and kind of gelling with him? Uh, it's been really good, man. A lot of people don't know this, but me and Randall have really been working together for a long time. Um, started back in uh, 2000, I guess it was 2014, yeah. Um, I went to drive for Mark at the beginning of, uh, Mark Richard, at the beginning of 2014. And uh, they hired Randall at the same time. And uh, we went through Speed Weeks, um, and then we went to, uh, let's see, where did we go? We went to a couple more races after Speed Weeks anyway, long story short. Uh, we ended up both leaving Rocket at about the same time. I had my first my first kid, and uh, Randall left the same time I did. And uh, we went on to, Randall actually went to work for Riggs, and I went back to my family-owned deal, and we ran um, Summer Nationals that year and just did, uh, you know, chasing some money races and hitting and missing and uh you know kind of me and jason riggs have been friends for a long time so we you know parked next to each other and worked together a little bit and then 2015 come around and uh me and randall were able to work together quite a bit just uh he had he went to best in 2015 and he had matt westfall driving for him and uh we were able to we just got in contact and exchanged phone numbers. And next thing you know, we were, you know, talking on the phone quite a bit and just uh, exchanging ideas. And, and uh, you know, he, he helped me out a lot at Eldora just to have a, a better idea of how to race there and how to go about my changes at, at that place. So, um, you know, the dream, I think, in 2015 was the first time that it really showed uh the amount that that randall was helping me we were able to win our heat race and start on the pole of the dream that year and then come back to eldora for the world and we won both prelim nights and didn't make the race but we won both prelim nights so that was uh a big confidence booster for me especially at eldora and uh then at the end of 2015 um me and randall were just kind of talking and he asked if i would be interested in come driving for best performance so we uh, decided to do like a trial run deal. And uh, I went out there, put my seat in a car, and we went to Charlotte and race. And we ended up winning uh, one of the, I think it was the, the Friday night race we won. And uh, then on to 2016, we, I drove for best performance and had Randall as my crew chief that whole year. And we had a pretty successful year. And no, I think, I think we come out of the Lucas points. We ran Lucas. We come out of there. Um, <clears throat> let's see, fourth in points, I think. And we won the dirt track that year and had a really successful year. And then, um, you know, kind of the same deal as, uh, last year, I was to the point where I was like, well, I'm, you know, not 100% happy with the, with where I was at. And I wanted to, uh, you know, kind of come home and, and drive my family owned stuff again. And, you know, that off season, Mark called me. Went to drive for him, 2017 through through last year, and uh, 
you know, it's just funny how everything comes back around. I think uh, both of us have learned a lot and have a lot more experience in the areas that we needed to be able to to take both of our careers to the next level, I believe. So um, it's just really cool to see how things come full circle. And, you know, we always worked really well together. We always enjoyed racing together, and uh, we have fun with it. So I think if you can have fun in this space and be successful, I think that's uh, – that's the only way to do it, man. You're on the road so much, you know, and you're you're living in a uh, eight by thirty box with, you know, three or four other guys. You got to really enjoy who you're working with. So um, we always work well together, and we uh, obviously we've got some some good wins in the past together, and then obviously a few a couple good wins already in our new adventure. So uh, we're super excited. Another guy that I will, I would like to ask you about is is Kevin Rumley and and you know he's a type of guy that you know he, he's like the Pied Piper of dirt racing. It seems like everybody wants to drive his cars. He's he's super smart. What do you think sets Kevin apart from from some of these other guys? You know, you you kind of nailed it on the head right there. He's just so smart, and he um, has a really good program with his car, and he um, just he is very meticulous with his race car and he's always had uh success with whoever's in it so um you know that's going to be one of the uh the biggest things with our team this year i think is having kevin in our corner and and, uh, obviously i drove kevin's car quite a bit last year so that was super exciting for me um because me and kevin hadn't worked together a lot in the past but uh we jived really well right off the bat and uh work really well together and uh we communicate really good i think and uh, just makes it makes it fun for all of us, you know. And, um, like I said, Kevin's just so smart. He's too smart sometimes, you know what I mean? And he, he makes it fun because we're always uh, trying to get outside of our box and try to um, take advantage of new ideas and coming up with new ideas and, you know, different shocks and whatever the case may be to, uh, to improve our program. So uh, just having all that and all the right people in the right places it makes it awesome next season back with the world of outlaws again uh can you take the fight to bobby pierce is is this going to be uh the the two illinois guys here uh fighting it out all season for the championship man i hope so you know bobby's been really tough for a lot of years and uh been really successful so uh hats off to him he's done a really good job and, and i'm just um i'm just excited to hopefully be back in the hunt for the championship it's it's a uh, high stress and, um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of success with the outlaws in the past. So, um, I don't see any reason why we can't do it. Um, it's just a matter of, of getting the right program and, and starting Florida speed weeks off. Right. And, uh, you know, you come out of Volusia, uh, good in the points and it makes your life a lot easier throughout the year. You don't have to come out of a hole. And that's Bobby did that this year. He started off speed weeks bad and, and came out of a big deficit and, got back where he needed to be and next thing you know he's got a you know over a 100 point lead so um definitely no reason why we can't do it and i'm super excited to uh, give it a whirl anyway well brandon Shepard, i will uh, let you go here i certainly appreciate the time tonight and uh, good luck as you guys get your uh, 2024 season started yeah for sure thank you appreciate it thanks for having me on 